Welcome to this episode of The Quickie, Ash's quick take on trending sexual health topics. And we're going to spend a few minutes talking about sexual assault and issues of consent on college campuses. And to do that, we're going to get some insight from Olivia Whitcomb. She's a rising senior at Sewanee, the University of the South. And she's one of our summer interns and she's leaving us today. So this is part of her exit interview. So Olivia, thanks for um, taking some time to chat with us. So consent, sexual assault, those are all probably front and center, I'm guessing, on campus right now, right? Especially mm-hmm. in this era of Me Too. So what's what's happening? Well, thank you so much for having me today, Fred. I'm so sad to be leaving today. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when we discuss consent on college campuses, many times we're first directed to statistics. So first I'm going to start off by listing a few. So according to the Department of Justice, about one in five women will experience a completed or attempted rape during their college career. So with this, 84% of the women who reported sexual co- sexually coercive experiences experienced those incidents during their first four semesters on campus. With regards to men, it's found that one in 16 men will be sexually assaulted during college. Let me ask you about that. So, you know, I don't really, I probably not, inappropriately, I guess, I don't really think of men so much as being victims of sexual assault, mm-hmm. but there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that those numbers are much higher than I yes. would have thought. So. Yeah, it definitely happens. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm not here to analyze the statistics of sexual assault and harassment. You know, it happens. We know it happens. It's all over the media right now. Um, College campuses across the nation require students to undergo trainings that are focused on consent in hopes to prevent sexual assault. We have Title IX, which addresses sexual harassment, sexual violence, and any gender-based discrimination that may deny a person access to educational benefits. Um, So we, we are working on college campuses towards you know, being more consent-driven. Sure. And these are all great steps in a positive direction to create a sexually healthy nation, which we focus on so often at ASHA, which is awesome. There you go. <laughs> but I want to take a step back and, you know, propose a question. I want to ask why we wait. Why are we waiting to begin discussing consent as young people enter college? Consent in its most basic form, and I got this off of Google, is to give permission for something to happen. Consent is as basic of a concept as sharing is. And I remember in elementary school, as young as elementary school, being taught lessons on sharing time and time again. So the truth of the matter is that the majority of child victims of sexual abuse are age 12 to 17. Of victims under the age of 18, 34% of victims of sexual assault and rape are under the age of 12, and 66% of victims of sexual assault are age 12 to 17. So based off of this, children do need to be taught lessons on consent throughout their lives. And this is so important to begin young because first, they will be able to recognize abusive behaviors if they are victimized. Mm. And also, this you know, gives hope that consent will become as natural as sharing is and will be instilled as a value rather than a lesson that needs to be taught once becoming sexually active. You know, that's that's a good point. So it sounds like maybe there's some room to start these discussions in high school, junior high, maybe even earlier than that. Mm-hmm. That might be a tough sell, I guess, in the in the, the current political climate, but it sounds like that might not be a bad way to go. Mm-hmm. That's that's fascinating. Um, let me, uh, this isn't something we talked about, so pardon me for putting you on the spot, but I'm just <laughs> curious, when you were going through your orientation and they were talking about consent and increasing wares, were they talking at all about um, L- LGBT issues? Did any of that thing, anything like that come up? Or what were those discussions like? You know, we, I don't think we had any um, 
most of the programs that are on college campuses because they're usually national programs that are you know just sent and allocated on throughout campuses across the nation um i don't think many of them even had discussions on specific lgbtq issues i think we a lot of the programs are video modules so some had lgbtq couples presented but nothing lgbtq specific that okay. i but at least on. it wasn't close if you were saying you were saying that kind of imagery so right, it right. wasn't just it wasn't just uh, uh heterosexual couples right okay mm -hmm. okay fascinating thank you for that of and thank course. you for spending the summer with us it's great to oh, have you, you yeah absolutely and uh thanks to everybody who listened to this you can visit us online at ashessexualhealth.org uh, be our friend on facebook we post lots of things there including this interview with olivia and also follow us on twitter at info ashes so until next time thanks everybody